Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD plus, and that helps you make energy. It helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD plus even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD plus. Check out Qualia NAD plus risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD plus. It's what I use. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. Today's cool fact of the day is that about one person out of two billion will live to be 116 years old. Now, that's one average person. If you're a biohacker and you've spent your life working on removing small toxins and useless stressors and giving your body the very best nutrition, I think your odds are much better than one in two billion. Your odds are even better if your mother and father did those things before you were born and while you were in the womb, because then you start life with an unfair advantage. That's why I wrote the Better Baby book. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. Today, we've got Jay Schrader on the show. Jay is one of those guys who's been a biohacker for a very long time. He's the developer of the UltraFit and the EvoSport devices, which are technically in the world of electrical stimulation, but do a lot more than you would ever expect electrical stimulation could do. 
He's been working on this stuff for about 25 years in the design, implementation, and evaluation of training plans for people from like age four through 84. He studied some of the best training systems in the world, not really to look at the successes of them, but to figure out where they broke. And then he put together his own system of training to overcome the points of failure. He's traveled extensively in Eastern Bloc countries and developed relationships with some of the most knowledgeable people in the field. He's designed unique protocols for use with his technology called ARP, as well as the normal stuff you would find in a gym. And he works on things to rehab strength, prevent injuries, and enable elite athletic mastery kind of things. It also just so happens that people who are not elite athletic masters, people like me who just want to feel really good, have highly functioning nervous systems and good mind-body integration, benefit greatly from this type of stimulation. Jay, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Dave. Uh, Pleasure being with you. So, Jay, the first time I met you, I flew to your training facility uh, where you train uh, the pro athletes. Uh, I met, I think, a pro hockey player when when we were there. But in one day, you added nine inches to my long jump. Uh, Do you remember doing that? I believe so. (laughs) I I have the photos to prove it, even though that sounds kind of crazy. And granted, it's probably because I kind of suck at the long jump because I spend most of my time as an entrepreneur not long jumping, believe it or not, in my office. There you go. (laughs) So tell me, when did you decide to become a trainer? Like what drove this? It's actually a very interesting situation. I mean, I was going to be uh, a football player in the NFL. That was my goal. And that's why I went to school. Unfortunately, while I was in school during um, one of my breaks, I was in an accident and had some quite serious injuries, and we'll just say I was out of commission in life for for a year and a half. I I couldn't really do things on my own, and uh, I had the opportunity through an osteopathic physician who provided me some reading material. And that reading material was old Soviet training journals, and I wasn't quite sure why he gave those to me, um, and. And I asked him one day and he said, well, I think that these things hold the key to overcoming any limitation from whatever level you may be at, whether you're already uh, an elite athlete or you're a young child and you're just trying to uh, grow or you're overcoming injury, disease. He felt it was all the same thing. So he thought that if I read these and, and maybe was able to put some of these things into use, I might be able to uh, allow myself to move again. And, you know, I read it, and to be honest, I didn't understand most of it as I was reading it, so it didn't make much sense, and all I could do all day was was read. Um, there was nothing else. I couldn't move around. I, I couldn't do anything on my own. So I would I would just read the same things over and over and over, And eventually I started to get the meaning of things and a light came on and said, well, hey, you know what? You've got your brain. Why don't you do this in your own brain and see what happens? See if you can make things happen in your body. And damned if they didn't. Um, Within a couple months, I was starting to sense things and feel things. And, you know, I, I got to live the miracle humans are supposed to be. And I thought, well, if this kind of thing can work for me, I wonder what it can do for, quote, normal, healthy individuals. How, how far can we take 
um, human life and performance. And that's what really got me started. So can you tell me a little more about what was going on that had you down for 18 months? Or is that something you don't want to talk about? Oh, no, I was in a motorcycle accident. And I was paralyzed from nipples down. And you were paralyzed uh, for how long? Right at a year and a half. Wow. And you came back and used this electrical stimulation technology, these types of things, in order to recover. And what? No, no, no? I did it. I did it in a traditional means in my mind. I read about all of these electrical modalities that they were using and how they were using them. And I tried to apply them by thought and feeling what they were conveying through the modality. And I was able to do that. Now, as soon as I had the opportunity, I was able to locate um, through a, a group at the Olympic Training Center. There was a, a joint venture between a Soviet wrestling team and the U.S. wrestling team. is you know kind of like a training camp. And they had some uh, modalities that they were selling to help the uh, Soviets get back home. And as long as you, you had an American dollar that they could spend, they would sell you the modality, even though I wasn't a therapist or a doctor. So I, I ended up buying the modality, and that's when I really started then implementing what I had gone through, the whole process of thinking and feeling in my mind. And... I then started to perfect all of these things that I did, and I started trying them on other people. And, I mean, I ended up being a much better athlete than I was beforehand. I ended up being much healthier than I was beforehand. I, I actually had control of my performances, my thoughts, and, and what I could do with these things. And I think that's why we're, we're talking together today and why we met, because... This is what people really want to do. They want to gain control of themselves and all of the opportunities that they have if they know the information to provide to the brain uh, to allow it to happen. Uh, the way you think about training the body and the way the nervous system in the body informs the brain was definitely interesting to me. But the, some of the physically impressive things that come about from this uh, that, that we talked about uh, in uh, just in the times we've met, were the things you do with uh, with just turning your muscles on so quickly that you can do things like you know, toss a barbell up using only your bicep without any other part of your body moving at all. And when when I see you do that, it's almost like a robot did it because you've got such a fine grained control of your nervous system. It, yeah. <laughs> if you're not say uh, you know looking to be an extremely fast, powerful, elite athlete. What does that kind of nervous system control bring to what we'll just say a mere mortal? Good question, Dave, uh, because not everybody wants to take it to whatever extreme. Let's just say this very simply, your nervous system controls everything about human life. If your nervous system is virile, plastic, dynamic, healthy, then you are allowed to have the opportunity to do whatever it is, however you want to apply. Maybe you want to climb rocks and somebody else wants to play in a weekend soccer league and, and other people, they just want to be able to play with their grandkids or they want to be able to, to sit in a chair without being in pain. It affords you the opportunity to do anything you want because everything a human does is truly athletic. 
some people just display it throwing and catching an implement or displacing themselves at a, a high rate of speed or for a long distance. But getting in and out of a chair, up and down off of the toilet, in and out of a car, uh, walking across the kitchen, raising the fork to your mouth, those are all athletic movements. And they're all supposed to take place very dynamically. And when we allow ourselves that opportunity for that to take place, well, not only can we display things, but we live healthy. We're able to metabolize the foods we take in. We're able to take advantage of just movement and living so that our organs are stimulated, our, our energy systems are stimulated, the endocrine system is stimulated. Everything is stimulated to work at its highest level. And, and you express it then however you want. You know, somebody, they want to express it racing a motorcycle and somebody else wants to express it by sitting and watching a football game. But they don't want to be in pain when they do it. And they don't want to be cramped when they stand up. And they don't want to have back pains and spasms and, and gain weight and, and gain fat. And, you know, it simply allows you the control of all of these things, which are all athletic in nature. How does improving the body's athletic capabilities change your ability to think and process things cognitively? When things aren't working correctly, such as say your endocrine system or your immune system, there's one area of the body that sacrifices so that it may have a better opportunity to function at a higher level, and that's your mind. If your mind has to sacrifice for some other aspect of you, well, then you're not going to be able to think clearly. You're not going to be able to solve problems. You're not going to be able to deal with stress. You're not going to be able to do any of these things because your brain just doesn't have the same ability to function because it's having to assist something else to a, a, a higher degree. So if we have a func high-functioning nervous system, which allows our bodies to function, it in turn means that our mind can function. And when our mind can function, it becomes this tremendous and beautiful loop. We just keep going through this circle. Brain works, body works, systems work, and they support each other. And they allow each other to be at the highest display possible. The cool thing about what you're doing is that you're doing this using hardware and electricity, not just, you know, do this 10,000 times to become really good at it. Can you explain what the RX100 and POV do in kind of simple terms, just so, so people get an understanding, especially the people who are coming to the conference to experience these things and your specific protocols? Yeah, yeah, I can, I can make it real simple. Anything we do, anything we touch, anything our foot comes in contact with when we walk, sends information to the brain. It sends it at a rate of two times per second. Your brain receives that information and then it reacts accordingly. Now, sometimes it gets interrupted with other information because it may go there faster. It may have a route that's getting there more quickly. Well, our modalities allow the information to be sent between 245 and 500 times per second at the maximal levels. At the lower levels, on each modality, it can go from 10 or 40 on up, which is still five to 20 times faster than we can do it on our own. So all we're doing 
is sending information in another manner. If you were to hold a bar to curl it or bench it or press it overhead, all you're doing is grasping that bar and sending information. The brain responds to that. What we're doing is we're sending more efficient information and we're just doing it electrically. It's really one and the same. So I've read lots of things about the training effect that say in order to become proficient at doing something, in order to put myelin insulation around your nerves, you, like a pro athlete, need to do something 10,000 times. Is what you're saying that you're doing that 500 times more efficiently with the type of electrical modalities you use? Yeah. Um, If you remember when you were in the facility and we were doing what we term search and destroy, we were sending information at 500 times per second. Now, that doesn't mean that your muscles are contracting at 500 times per second, but it means that your brain is receiving the information that fast. It also means that nothing else can interrupt it because as humans, we're only capable of one thought at any one moment in time. So we can randomly and quickly, very quickly switch our thoughts. But with the information going that fast, your brain can't take in anything else. So it responds completely to this. And that's how we can provide a result where you improve your long jump or your vertical jump at such a tremendous rate in a very short amount of time. So, so it gives your brain the 100% focus on the physical movement. But, but there was one other thing. It, it made me scream like a girl, Jay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> you, you see, sometimes when we send information that fast, we're not used to it. Or if we send information that clear, or if we send information that necessitates a very specific response, we're not really ready for it because we haven't done the preparation necessary. And that's why we have within our system the process, again, we call it search and destroy, to allow your brain to begin to understand it's okay if this information comes this fast. And I'm sure you remember that we did this. And and yes, it was uncomfortable when you first started, but then you were able to do things more easily, more easily, and more easily each repetition. And each time we changed the power level, that we had it set at. It, it was actually kind of profound to see how fast my nervous system changed because you know, you had the electrodes stuck to my legs in various places and I was doing a simple squat without weight and I felt like I could barely do it. Like I, I, was, I was in pain, which I was supposed to be in pain because that's what causes the nervous system to change. But then as soon as I finished the motion, you turn the thing up 20% and all of a sudden yeah. I could do it with 20% more current over my nerves and we could do it over and over as my nervous system got used to basically carrying more information. So I would describe it as uncomfortable but transformative in an impossibly short period of time. I like that. It sounds very good. I like to say it is this. Remember when you were a young child and you could do everything and anything and you learned and you soaked up every bit of knowledge, everything that was around you. That's really what we're doing. What are the benefits of using the RX100 and POV? Like, what do you see in people you work with, both pro athletes as well as mere mortals? <laughs> mere mortals. Um, first of all, let's understand that everything is controlled by your nervous system. Most people do not have a nervous system that can transmit the appropriate information 
getting it to the brain so that an appropriate decision can be made. So the first benefit is that we can eliminate the reasons that an individual's nervous system is not functioning appropriately. Second, we can begin to send that information and begin to open uh, those highways necessary to send the information and not only send it to the brain, but to be able to get a response back as to what the appropriate action should be, as well as then you need to you know, follow up. Well, here's what happened. Do I want to change what I do, how I do it, when I do it, the timing of what I do? So we need a f- high-functioning nervous system, a healthy nervous system, so that all parts of human life can take place. We can then effect change wherever we want to affect change. We can eliminate the possibilities of getting sick. We can eliminate the symptoms of being sick. We can change performance parameters, as you and I um, have already discussed. Jay, you're sounding a bit like a hippie here. Can you tell people what you drive? What I drive? <laughs> Um, all of my vehicles or, you know, what do you like? Just the fast ones that you drive really fast and what your neurological, we <laughs> call it bandwidth expansion has done for your abilities there. Okay. Well, my car is a Ferrari 458. Um, my second car is a Porsche Panamera and my motorcycles are all 200 plus horsepower. I'd say on a biweekly basis. I take each motorcycle up to 200 miles an hour plus. So everything I have is very fast. Everything I have is very powerful. And the other thing is it accelerates beyond belief. And that's why I need to do what I do so that I can enjoy those things and not just say, oh, I drive a Ferrari. But I actually drive a Ferrari. I take it on the track and I make it react the way it's designed. And in order to do that, when we had our our conversation, when you were doing work on my nervous system, we talked a lot about sort of response times and just the precision neurologically that's required to drive at at 200 miles an hour. Like I I know I top out before all this training, I got uncomfortable above about 160 miles an hour uh, when I would, when I was driving and I haven't really taken anything up to 200. In fact, I don't think my Hummer would go 200 miles an hour, even if I put a jet engine (laughs) on it. So um, but I, I understand that there's very unique synaptic things that happen when you have to react, not just quickly, but react with precision. Because if you don't have the right amount of precision, you die. What does the ARP wave and the POV do? Like, how does that bandwidth expansion work? How, how do you use them to increase something that requires both power, finesse, and reaction time all at the same time? Well, that's a loaded question there, Dave. Um, and there's a lot of discussion can go on there. I mean, we could have this for hours, but I'll try and make it um, less complex than that. First of all, the faster we can send the information, the more appropriately the brain then can make a decision and the faster it can decide what areas to involve, how uh, to involve them, how long they should be involved for. It allows then for muscles to turn on and turn off in very precise orders. You see, humans are designed to work in a very specific order. Because we choose to save energy or not challenge ourselves at certain times of the day or or during certain parts of our day where we don't feel it's important, we create what's called compensation patterns. 
These compensation patterns, not only do they lead to a propensity of injury, but they lead more importantly to a less than desired level of specificity of work. The end can come about, but it doesn't come about in the amount of time that we have available to us. Like when a great example is I was on my drag bike um, in a race and turns out there was something in the track. It was nighttime here in Arizona and I couldn't see it. I was traveling in the quarter mile. I reached 157 and I, I couldn't see because it wasn't lit in the slowdown area. And I, I came upon something that I knew wasn't a normal part of the road. And I needed to make a decision on what to do. Traveling at 150 plus miles an hour, you can't just move the handlebars of the motorcycle uh, when there's somebody in the lane next to me and there's a concrete wall on the opposite side. So I had to make a decision on what to do. If I didn't make that decision quickly and execute it in a precise manner, I would have been dead. I ended up being able to move to the smaller of the sides that uh, when I saw it, uh, one side stood up higher than the other, and I was able to move slightly to that side. What happened was, as I hit that, it did almost $10,000 worth of damage to the carbon fiber on my motorcycle. It threw it up to the person in the lane next to me, and it went right in front of their face. Fortunately, their timing of coming across the line was slightly less than mine, and it missed hitting them right in the head. Well, it ended up being a part of a transmission off of a car, a Mustang, that made the previous run. Now, when I hit that, the bike was thrown off to the side. In order to correct that, I had like a foot from the concrete wall. In order to correct that, I needed a very precise movement. <laughs> I'll say. I did it and was able to slow down. Nobody even noticed that anything was wrong from the other end of the track. As I came around to the timing shed, uh, the person in the other lane came up and said, you know, what the heck did you hit? It came flying across in front of me and I saw your bike go up in the air and throw you to the wall. I don't know how you stopped from crashing, but you see simply I was able to make a decision quite quickly based on previous experiences and knowledge, whatever that level was that I had, which in this form of racing is minimal. Um, and I was able to execute it with fine motor skill. You know, people think that football, baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, they're our best athletes, but in reality, they're not. Imagine going from 200 miles an hour, having to slow down to 30 miles an hour and execute a turn on two wheels on a motorcycle without moving out of your lane where you would go into two, three, four, five other people around you causing an accident. At those speeds, you know, unfortunately, um, in the last year, there were, what, three people died in World Superbike and MotoGP um, from exactly that. People behind them didn't have time to react, and they ran over them. We have a gentleman in our gym right now who was run over um, inexperienced riders behind him. And in front, he was run off the track, came back on, 
and was hit. And when he hit the ground, he uh, was knocked out. The two riders behind him, one ran over his head, one ran over his chest. He's now a quadriplegic. But that's what happens when you can't make these decisions. So what part of the brain is actually making those decisions? Like this, these don't seem like they're conscious. It, it's almost like you've driven the the training, I, I believe using your electrical things, but you've driven the training down to teach the lower level, very fast reacting parts of your nervous system to do things that most people's nervous systems don't know they can do. Is that your model as well? Dave, that is one of the most intelligent things anyone has ever asked. And I'm not just blowing smoke. That is one of the most intelligent things people have ever asked me. And here, here's what we're doing. We are sending the information so fast that the information is really absorbed by the frontal lobe. And it is the movie projector of our brain. Yes. And we can see things being done. And if we see it being done, the moment before it happens, then the correct decision and the reaction is nothing because our brain's already done it, so it just makes it happen again. I like to live by the motto, live each moment one moment before it happens. Because then when you do, nothing is a surprise. You can overcome and accept everything and anything. It's not a shock. You don't uh, you know, go wildly berserk to be happy or depressed if it goes wrong. It, so, you, you need a lot of neurological bandwidth to do this because you know taking in everything at high speed versus everything with a significant lag, which is what almost everyone does, uh, just requires a level of training that, honestly, you had to be a monk and spend a lot of time working on this for years and years before we had some of these biohacking tools. Oh, abs absolutely. But, you know, we can, we can glean bits and pieces from all types of people in life through the history of time. And, and the system that we've put together has really done that. It's it's taken the best of many things and created a very efficient use of them, eliminating what we don't need, the steps we don't need to go through, as well as it's taught us the level of preparation necessary to be able to accomplish these things. I took a very accomplished motorcycle racer. His name is Dustin Apgar. And the guy is a world champion, a stunt bike rider. You know, he traveled the world, made his living doing this. So he got married and, you know, had a family and his wife didn't want him stunt riding anymore. But obviously he's got motorcycles in his blood. And we were out at the track and he helps me with my <laughs> drag bikes. He's actually does all the mechanical work for me and, and the building of everything, uh, which gets quite extensive. And he saw me using the POV. And he wanted to know what I was doing. And I explained what I was doing. And he said, well, let me tell you this. My reaction time is as fast as ever has been measured when I'm on a motorcycle. Do you think you can actually change that? So I used a very basic protocol to stimulate his nervous system just to be more efficient for a brief amount of time because there was no opportunity to prepare him. Now, he went out there and he came back in. He took his helmet off and he was laughing. And he said, "Jay." Let me tell you what happened out there. You screwed me up. And I said, oh, it wasn't a positive? He goes, no. I was able to react so fast that my bike couldn't keep up with me. I had the wrong gearing. I could have <laughs> gone faster. Now, that's very cool. 
Now, in order to show him what we could and couldn't do, I then used a protocol to relax his nervous system as if we were trying to recover from, you know, hacking to the highest level and said, you know, the results should be going out there and slowing down. Unfortunately, what happened was it did slow down and he ran off the track. He was in an accident. Now, not bad. He just low sided, did about $400 worth of damage. And he came back in and said, okay, I've got to use this all the time. Because I just tried to ride that bike based on my previous lap experience and I couldn't do it. I, I just, I didn't give the bike the input when I needed. The lap before, I gave the, the input to the bike so fast, I could have done many other things. He said, I had, I'd used the brakes, slowed down at such a fast rate that I could have twiddled my thumbs and whistled the song while I was going through the turn. So, so Jay, I, I'm one of those guys who lives my life pretty fast. Like I have essentially two full-time jobs and I'm, I'm on in the media all the time and things like that. And a lot of times people say like, like how, how can you possibly do that? And is there a downside to turning people's nervous systems up like that? I mean, these are kind of superhuman speed and strength things that you focus on. Like, are there stress levels, catecholamines, cortisol, uh, sleep problems? Like, like what's the risk? The risk is exactly what you what you just mentioned, plus many more areas. But you see, within the system that we use, Dave, we prepare you to do those things. We prepare you, more importantly, to recover from doing those things yep. so they can be replicated and duplicated. You don't just like I did with Dustin. You know, obviously it was it was a a lesson learned, but it was learned a hard way. But that's what he wanted because. That's the kind of guy he is. Show me that it really works. Prove it to me that it really works. Well, that's what we did. And again, if we prepare to recover from these, then we have absolutely no limitation. You know, you and I and every other human, Dave, we're miracles. We just need to allow ourselves to display the opportunity to be a miracle and recover from it. This is a system that allows us to present information to the brain in such a manner that it can make these decisions at the highest level it was designed, and then we can execute whatever it is we desire. You could work three, four jobs. You know, let me tell you about my wife. When she first got involved with this, financially, we, we were not well off, and my wife worked four jobs, plus took care of five kids and, and me, and as people say, I'm worth four or five kids myself. She, she got, yeah, I know you met me. You understand that she got up at two 30 every morning. She was a teacher. She taught high school. She taught junior college. She, she taught internet classes. She taught sign language classes for churches and clubs, as well as she maintained the household, prepared all the meals, did our laundry and all the other things that a family demands. She didn't go to bed till 10 at night. She was up by two every morning, seven days a week, okay? Now, you would think you might last uh, six months to a year doing that, and then you're going to have what people call burnout, and, and you're going to be in a depressed state. But we stimulated her nervous system and prepared her nervous system to accommodate what she was going to uh, pr propose to it as to here's the task in front of you. Here's what I need to do. This is the outcome that's desired. 
And she was able to keep up with that. How many years? Oh, she did that for 14 years. That's pretty phenomenal. All right, here's a question for you then. At our conference in San Francisco coming up here, we're going to have 50 really high performance people who take a couple days off work uh, and invest in going to the conference. And they're going to get a couple days with you and your team and all this equipment that you use. What are the types of things that you'll be able to do with their nervous systems or, or that you'll be able to help them do with their nervous systems that can help on this type of thing? Like what kind of stimulation will happen or what kind of recovery will happen? Well, what we're going to do to begin with is we're going to prepare them to be able to accept some of the stimulus that will come from what is going to be introduced after the first few hours of the conference. We're going to prepare them to be able to see uh, things happen. We'll do simple things like uh, a hand tap test. You see, people who react fast and run fast and create tremendous uh, velocity, whether it's in their decisions to control a, a high-speed vehicle or to displace their own bodies at a high rate of speed or for a great distance, they tap their hands fast. So what we're going to do is we're going to prepare each of these individuals um, to tap their hand fast. Once they're able to tap their hand at a faster rate and we have a, a minimum standard that we look for to be able to introduce these protocols, they'll see that and then we'll move on and we'll start to do things like displacing yourself or counting or solving problems. It can be used for anything you want. This efficiency doesn't apply just to moving. It applies to living more efficiently. Again, a healthy, plastic, virile, dynamic system that can accommodate much information at a fast rate, interpret it, respond to it, and then what we want to accomplish is the opportunity to be able to think clearly, move fast, move a great distance in a very short amount of time. Every Thing we do from you writing an article, writing one of your books, creating this presentation for others to listen to. You have to be able to think clearly. You hear a word that Jay says or whoever your client on the phone is, they say you need to be able to react to that and play off of that and say, well, here's what people really need to know. This is what I need to ask next. You only can do that if the information is transmitted very clearly, very efficiently, and it's the only bit of information your brain will listen to. So we're going to prepare people to conduct this information efficiently and quickly, and then we'll apply it. We'll ask them, how, do you, how would you like to apply it, Dave? What would you like to see? How would you like to see it? And we'll be able to do those things. You know, simple because we're in a controlled situation, but we have a, a little number test that we do where we search for numbers from one to 100. Typically when people take these tests and they're, they're healthy, virile you know, individuals, they take anywhere from six to 14 minutes to complete this test. Sometimes after stimulating their nervous system appropriately, they're completing this test in two and a half or three minutes. So, so now, Jay, you know that I'm a big fan of smart drugs. In fact, one of my favorite ones increases memory IO capacity, like your ability to get stuff in and out of your nervous system faster. And I find that electrical stimulation is more powerful than most smart drugs. And in combination, they can be like sort of unbelievably good. But, <laughs> but this is, this is, I mean, in the realm of science fiction, you're basically talking about running 
a very carefully designed current through a person's nervous system and them having profoundly better cognitive and neurological function in five minutes or 15 minutes of work, right? Yes, sir. And, and let me clarify that it's to the level that you're prepared to recover from. Okay, we'll, we can stimulate to get the most out of you at that moment in time. And then training and preparation is necessary to take you to higher levels than that because your brain will not allow you to display or execute any task that it knows you can't recover from. So we just send brief information that allows the brain to believe everything is healthy, wealthy, and wise in the land of Oz for that moment in time. I had the opportunity to work with some elite sprinters and hurdlers Oh, 18, 20 years ago. And the smart drugs were really, really popular. They would use them before the event to react to the gun faster. They yeah. would use, you know, and I, I had the opportunity to use them. Um, I mean, simple things like I would take one of these uh, oral medications and I would then sit at the computer and write programs for 10 or 12 hours, and I would think it was 25 or 30 minutes. The programs that I wrote and the level of the program that I wrote were extremely complicated, yet I didn't really realize what was happening. And what you described as sending information electrically is much more powerful because, first of all, you have to have a chemical reaction, and your body has to react to that chemical and that takes time. It also is dependent upon the efficiency of you breaking that down and understanding what to do with it. Where the information that we send electrically is there, it's real. The very cool thing, Dave, is that the frequencies that are involved with these modalities are from very low to extremely high. And you know, we all vibrate at a different frequency and we accept different frequencies. That's why you enjoy holding the hand of your wife and I enjoy holding the hand of my wife. And we may not. And kissing your wife would be different than kissing a woman on the street because of those vibrations and how we interpret those. Well, you see, your brain selects from these modalities which frequency it relates to. That's why it can work for every single person. No matter what situation you're in, if you're, if you're diseased or ill or depressed or on a high, it, it doesn't really matter. We can still facilitate change. How you use that change? Well, Dave, that's up to you and every one of these other 50 people that we're going to have the opportunity to work with in this presentation. You can apply it any way you want. That's totally up to you. That efficiency is at your beck and call. I, I love the way you speak about this, Jay. When I talk about being bulletproof and that, that feeling of just everything's working the way it should be and you have this energy and you have this focus, you're not being bulletproof just you know, to, to do more at your job. It doesn't matter. You want to be a painter? Fine. Be a bulletproof painter. Uh, you want to be a mom? Be a bulletproof mom. And you, know, you want to be a pro athlete? Be a bulletproof pro athlete. Um, but it's the idea that you have that capacity and you can do whatever you want with the capacity. That's right. That's right. It's it's totally up to you and and your design of what you'd like to do with it, how you'd like to create things. Um, it's it allows us, Dave, simply to be the miracles we were designed to be and enjoy every moment of our life. I mean, use yourself for an example. You enjoy what you do. Wouldn't you like to be able to do more of it each day and not suffer the consequences of having to work 
20 out of 24 hours a day and travel. I mean, I think I travel a lot. Well, you travel much greater distances, at least as often as I do. You, you have a downside to that, but that can be eliminated. It can be a productive, a positive piece of your life. And if everything is positive, because we're so efficient, then life is just wonderful. And, and nobody ever gets mad. Nobody, you know, because we're all doing what we want to do, how we want to do it, when we want to do it. To me, that's what you talk about in your biohacking. That's what it is. It's getting the most of everything for all aspects of life. And even if you're just going grocery shopping. <laughs> you're damn right. Even if you just, because you need to be able to make an intelligent decision when you get to the grocery store. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so many people, because they're tired and because they don't have the neurological efficiency they're capable of, I think they drop into the, the foggy sort of automatic state where they just, you know, they sort of get home at the end of the commute, but they don't know how they got there. And, and things like that are really common, but, and they used to be common for me, but they, they're not a natural state for people. And no. with the kind of technology you've got, like, there's so much more available to the human nervous system than I ever thought possible. Yeah. Well, we, we haven't even tapped, Dave, what we're doing. And I know that for people listening to this, it's, it sounds, oh, this is, this is crazy. But you know what? the human is crazy. We, we haven't tapped into ourselves at the crazy level of opportunity that we have inside us. And many, many aspects of this system are scientifically proven. They're, they're in concrete. All we've done is create protocols to introduce them to the human. Electrical modalities have been around a very long time. Our electrical modalities, they're just an offshoot of everything else. Yes, do we, are they better? Of course they are because they're more efficient and we've created protocols to take advantage of that efficiency. And, and Jay, that's one of the reasons I invited you to be the headliner uh, for the first two days of the conference you know, where we're actively biohacking people's nervous systems. Uh, it's because you've spent so much time on the protocol side of things Anyone out there can buy, you know, a $200 ab belt pro off of TV that has a little bit of electrical stimulation. But number one, the device itself is deficient in current and frequency and, and it's poorly designed, etc. But number two, just because you can run a current through your body, if you don't know where and how to run it and what to do when you're running it, you're not going to get the communication to your mammalian brain. And I think most importantly, your reptilian brain so that they those systems are in place to keep you from hurting yourself because if you get hurt, a tiger might eat you. And with the electricity, what I found is that I can show my low level nervous system. Actually, you're not going to get hurt. If you do this, you're being way too conservative because you're afraid a tiger's going to eat you. There's no tigers where we live. So it's okay to push yourself a little more. And once the nervous system becomes comfortable with the new level of performance, it just, it's like celebrates that it has this performance and you feel really good and you're not going to injure yourself. Uh, I, I'm in 100% agreement with you. I'm getting more excited about doing this conference right now. We, we've got a month before it happens. Dave, this is the exciting thing about what we're going to be presenting here. And it's possible for every human being. No one is limited in nature. No one has been limit, limited because of whatever's happened in their life. All of us have the same opportunity. All we have to do is understand where we want to send the information from, where we want it received by, how long we want to send that information for. 
the beginning of our system, which was created by my partner, Dennis Thompson, it's the, we'll just call it the therapeutic part of our system, is designed to create a path, a highway via the nervous system for me to implement my protocols to allow the opportunity for all these things to happen that you and I are discussing and some of the things that we haven't discussed that are possible. It's gonna be a very exciting couple of days. People are gonna leave there wanting more. How do I get more? They're gonna want it faster. And what we hope to communicate is you have to go at the pace that you can accept it. And when you do, there is no end in sight. We, we don't know what the ultimate capabilities of humans are. Hell, Dave, you might be able to write 12 articles at one time for all your different publications and travel to Indonesia at the same moment in time without any jet lag. You know, I've been looking at getting another hand grafted onto my chest so I could type three keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. But it, it's, it's totally true. I, I am in 100% agreement. 10 years or 15 years ago, I never would have conceived that my brain could do the things it's doing now. And I'm older than I was. And normally we have a little bit of, of cognitive decline, but it's going the opposite direction. And it's it's pretty amazing. And and I, I think that people who are going to the conference who hear this podcast are going to understand exactly why we set it up this way, because this is the sort of thing that you know, you're not going to get from a lecture. It's the thing you're going to get from directly interacting with parts of your brain and parts of your nervous system that are really hard to interact with and using technology to do it instead of, you know, stubbornly doing it the old fashioned way will have just orders of magnitudes of difference in how your body responds. And so I, I am stoked to share this. And one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to ask each and every attendee who wants to talk on, on video is I'm going to say, what did you, you know, what was your experience before and your experience after and, and tell us what you felt. So we'll get actually like real results and I'll post this stuff because awesome. honestly, like why schools don't have this stuff, I don't know. <laughs> but could you imagine if just a part of high school was, oh, we're going to teach your nervous system what it can do so you can leave high school performing at your optimal level? Like, oh my God, it would be amazing. So let, let's get the word out about what electric electricity when used properly, a human body can do. And Frankly, I don't want to sound crass, but screw helping people who are really sick. That's terribly important. I've helped enormous numbers of people who are sick, but healing from an injury is, is critically important. But taking all the people who are going to be injured but aren't injured yet and helping them avoid the injury in the first place actually has a much higher net positive value for society. So I, I'm a, a pretty darned evangelistic supporter of the kind of technology you're using because it's unknown and it should be like in your iPhone. <laughs> you know, Dave, uh, I, I love what you're saying. And we, you have never communicated that before. Uh, I think that's a wonderful, beautiful statement that you made because in reality, what truly happens, if we raise the standard of what our highest level already is, not only we do, do we make them better, but we eliminate the illness and the disease and the injury and all of the negative ramifications of life for everyone else. Yep. That's, it's, it has to go there. You, it's, it's wonderful to help people in need. And we, we each do that all the time. Yeah. But the real learning and the real great things 
that come to truly help everyone. And the real genius within the brain of the human being is when we get to work with the highest level and cause that to change in its ability to achieve, whether it's more often or more consistently. Well, Jay, I love this conversation. We could probably go on for hours. I know we're reaching the end of our interview. And I want to thank you for your time on the podcast today and for coming out to do the conference. It's going to be a pretty amazing event. And it's going to be something that I don't think has happened in the history of conferences. There's never been a hands-on biohacking conference. There's lots of, you know, we'll teach you to jump rope better kind of things. But this is a neurological thing. So I, I think we're going to have 50 people come out of there going, I didn't know I could do that. And that would, for me, be the biggest win of all. Absolutely, Dave. We're going to have 50 people who thought they knew what the capabilities of human beings were that are now going to have that changed, which means we have the possibility of reaching hundreds of thousands of more people, Dave, and changing what human life and performance is all about. Well, Jay, I hope you've got your uh, your calendar relatively flexible because I'm already talking about putting on a conference around March in New York. So we'll uh, we'll have to talk about that another time. Absolutely. Just let me know, Dave. I, I'm looking forward to it. And everybody that's signed up for this and those that are contemplating it, uh, get signed up. Because if nothing else, it'll be an experience that you may not ever have again in your life. And you're going to spend time with some really cool people. Like I know some of the guys signed up and I've looked at the backgrounds of others. Like this is a pretty awesome crowd of high performers. So beautiful. thanks again, Jay. You're going to have fun at the conference. Everyone else is going to have fun. We're all going to work our asses off and we're going to come out transformed. And that's the, that's the deal. That is, that's the goal. Thank you later. Thank you very much, Dave. Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.